0: Hello, all you amazing people out there! Welcome to the Geek Visions podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping a very close eye on the big three of visual media—that being film, video games and television and this here this is the next edition of news drop news drop brings you the bigger more relevant stories that revolve around our big three this was going to cover some of the biggest stories from the month of may which has kind of been a kind of a kind of a slow month but um, we got quite a bit one, mostly because you know it seems like in in real life things are starting to slowly inch back to normalcy. So that's probably why uh, not many, not much is going on in our in our bubble of our big three. But I do got some new stories to share with you. So let's give a rundown of what we'll be covering today. Today, we will be covering Spiral from the Book of Saul and those who wish me dead have come out. So we'll cover the reception from both of those We'll cover some Knives Out 2 casting news, and we have a plethora of trailers to go through. So we'll talk about quite a few of those. On the video game side, we'll talk about the Resident Evil 8 and the Mass Effect Legendary Edition releases and the reception. Those two have. We'll also talk about some new inductees to the Video Game Hall of Fame and the Summer Games Fest kickoff. And finally, on television, we'll talk about Ellen ending... The Flash losing cast members and Honor Schwarzenegger making his TV debut on Netflix. So that's our rundown. So let's drop right into the news. Spiral from the Book of Saul released on May 13th. And reception has been, well, lukewarm to say the least. Um, it currently has a 39% on Metacritic and a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, the reception of it has, hasn't been that good. Uh, the main the main issues being brought up being that the story is pretty boring and fairly predictable. But hey, the money it made has pushed the Saw franchise as a whole to north of $1 billion. So, y- y- you know, it's a, a, a bit of a win there, you know. <laughs> Also, we have the release of Those Who Wish Me Dead in theaters and streaming on HBO Max. The drama thriller has, uh, well, it has better scores than than Spiral does. Uh, It has 61% on Rotten Tomatoes and 58% on Metacritic currently. Um, Sees most of the praise for this movie is going to uh, Angelina Jolie's performance in the film. But yes, but both of these movies are currently playing in theaters. And of course, Those Who Wish Me Dead is currently streaming on HBO Max. Next up, we've got some casting news for the film of Knives Out 2. Uh, Knives Out 2 is, of course, the sequel to the 2019 mystery comedy film. Currently star Daniel Craig is already confirmed to return, as well as writer-director Rain Johnson. But now, joining the cast are dave batista edward norton janelle monet leslie odom jr and kate hudson and uh sadly not not tommy wiseau who is not going to be in this movie sorry tommy but yes the cast of this film is getting very interesting it's gonna follow of course how the first one was it's gonna have quite the large ensemble cast uh i currently i watched the first knives out very recently only maybe like a a few months ago at this point and i really i really enjoyed it it was it was a really really good movie um it, it very much subverted my my expectations and completely like took the film in a whole other way than i thought it was it was gonna go so hopefully hopefully the sequel does something very similar to that or at least just as interesting but uh yeah i'm excited for it after how much uh how much i enjoyed the first one very much looking forward to the knives out sequel uh currently there is no release date as of yet um it hasn't even started filming yet so there's that so for our last bit of film news um a lot of trailers have dropped this month so um I'm not going to get too in-depth with them all, so we're just going to have to quick-hit all of them really quick, get a general idea for what they're and what they're all about. So let's start. Started off with the Venom sequel, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The new trailer showcased the, uh, the I guess you could call it, <laughs> the buddy relationship between uh, Eddie Brock and the symbiote Venom. Um, also showed off more of a Rudy, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage, the titular villain of the film, uh, who has new hair as <laughs> compared to the, the post credit scene. We saw him within uh, the first Venom, so that a big improvement there. <laughs> but uh, yes, Venom Let There Be Carnage releases on September 24th. Next up, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Uh, that's quite quite the mouthful on that title. But um, Yes, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard trailer came out, and it showcased uh, Bryce and Kincaid, played by Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson, respectively, on their usual wild, high-octane, action-packed, crazy, crazy hijinks. Um, but now in this one, Bryce now has to protect Kinkade's wife, Sonya, played by Selma Hayek. Um Lots of laughs, a lot of action-packed things. Uh, it definitely seems like they're cranking things up compared to the first one, which I, I haven't seen fully through. I've caught it on, like, network TV a couple times here and there, but haven't seen it all the way through. But I will say this one definitely looks it looks pretty good. It, it had me laughing, and uh, it, it definitely seems pretty interesting. Like I said, it definitely seems like they're ramping up everything, you, you know, much higher than they probably did in the first one but yes the hitman's wife's bodyguard releases on june 16th next up the forever purge um (laughs) don't really what's don't really have much to say about this one it's uh it's another purge movie so (laughs) you know it has that one but this one asks uh what happens when the nation doesn't want it to end and wants it to continue and that to be the new way of life so this that's what this that's the question this movie is gonna answer. So the Forever Purge releases on July fourth. It's a purge movie. What are you what are you this what, 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 what is there to expect in this one? There's gonna be crazy people out there freaking killing people, so there you go. <laughs> and finally, the one I was the most excited for, Marvel's the Eternals had their first teaser trailer after the very brief First look footage we had in their in their uh, movie slate video uh, a couple weeks ago, but the new trailer showcased the MCU's brand new team, a group of immortals who have watched humanity and helped them uh, move along for generations, but haven't directly interfered in any conflicts until now. What that what that thing is, I don't know, but apparently a giant purple alien with a magic. magical all-powerful stones in a gauntlet apparently was not enough but yes eternals releases on november 5th But yes that's it for film now we're moving on to video games uh for video games uh this month saw uh two big releases in a very in a pretty light release uh year so far obviously one of those of course was uh resident evil 8 village and it's been received very well uh very positive reception all around the board for the new Resident Evil uh, reviews uh like IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 it has a 9 out of 10 on Destructoid and a current average of 84% on Metacritic so it seems like the uh revamp that uh Capcom started with uh the last one 7 is really starting to pay really starting to pay dividends uh and Resident Evil is currently on a very very hot streak with the uh obviously with the brand new revamp games this one and biohazard and then of course the uh stellar remakes they've been doing with uh resident evil 2 and 3 remakes so uh yeah capcom seems to finally found themselves again for the resident evil franchise and it's on it's on a good path right now (laughs) and of course the other release if i haven't said this enough the Mass Effect Legendary Edition also released this month. Uh, sadly, I haven't been able to put as much time into it as I would like to. But from what I've played so far, I'm very much, very much enjoying it. The improvements on the first Mass Effect are, are wonderful. And the reviews are saying that everybody else is really loving it too. It currently has a very positive reception. Like it has an 8 out of 10 on IGN a nine out of 10 on Game Informer and an average of 87% on Metacritic. I'm not gonna talk too much about this. I've I've talked about it. I literally have an hour and a half episode dedicated to Mass Effect. So we're gonna move on to the next story. The next story, the Video Game Hall of Fame has some new entries this year. Uh, The Video Game Hall of Fame is housed in the Strong National Museum of Play in rochester new york uh this hall of fame is actually fairly new it was only started in 2015 and literally me finding this story is the first time i've ever heard of it so it's this is this is this is news to me too so but um yeah it currently does have uh inductees currently inducted into the hall of fame uh video games classic video games such as doom pac-man final fantasy 7 Tetris, Super Mario Brothers, Mario Kart, The Legend of Zelda, Sonic, and Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, plus a lot more currently inducted into the Hall of Fame. But joining the Hall of Fame this year are Animal Crossing, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, and StarCraft. All being enshrined into the Video Game Hall of Fame this year um really enough none of these games I've, <laughs> none of these games i played so there goes my video game <laughs> credentials all right next up we have the summer games fest it's going to kick off the summer game press season now the summer game kickoff fest the what the <laughs> summer games fest kickoff there we go is pretty much going to signal the slew of video game press conferences and live streams, uh, this year from all the biggest developers in the game. Um, think of it like how E3 used to be or what E3 turned into, uh, last year. Um, of course the whole thing is created and spearheaded by, uh, of course, Jeff Keighley, none other than the man himself. Uh, but this year, Unlike last year, he's hoping to use this as a means to make the conferences more streamlined and more consistent. Like last year, there were a lot of conferences with like, you know, Sony and Microsoft, Ubisoft, Devolver Digital. All those guys had press conferences, but they all came in very, very spotty, very spaced out gaps. So the Summer Games Fest is going to act as like the, the first the first entry into making things more streamlined, coming more back to back. And in a more consistent manner than last year, so they can all come out and release their presses in the same window, so us gamers can just get all that, all that new news. Especially, like I said, especially now that things IRL are starting to seeming like they're starting to get back on track, um, this is definitely going to be like the big thing for, uh, for a lot of developers and a lot of gamers to finally come out and showcase what's coming and what we can look forward to you know you know even though the quarantine is going to be lifted we're still gonna (laughs) we still gonna be in house playing games i don't know what to tell you so but yeah the summer game fest kickoff well actually the summer games fest kicks off you see what i did there on june 10th it can be streaming for free on multiple platforms so be looking out for that and that's it for our video game section finally on to television the long running daytime talk show the ellen degeneres show will be ending in 2022 with season 19 uh the host the host and creator ellen degeneres of course has contributed the the uh ending the show to uh not being challenged anymore and looking for a new creative challenge to go after um, obviously, you know, everything in the room, the big thing, uh, you know, the whole internet talk is, of course, a uh, big influence on this decision is probably going to be the um, toxic workplace and the harassment and the backstage harassment that was uh, publicly released in a BuzzFeed expose uh, about the working conditions of the Ellen DeGeneres show. So that is probably played a role in the decision as well but um Ellen has uh, mulled over canceling the show for quite some time I believe three years ago or so she contemplated walking away but uh, was talked back into it and the contract she signed at that time she decided that was going to be the last one so here we are uh the Ellen DeGeneres show is going to be ending uh the show has aired over 3,000 episodes so that's crazy when you think about it but it makes sense it's on sort of like a you know every episode is a new episode weekly basis you know so yeah the long-running show is coming to an end the show currently airs on abc and yeah there you go the cw series the flash will be moving forward without two of its key cast members uh, cast members Tom Cavanaugh, who played Harrison Wells, uh, also every other Earth version of Harrison Wells, and also the Reverse Flash, and Carlos Valdez, who plays Cisco, will be leaving the show. The two will make season seven their last as the show prepares for its eighth season. Uh, both actors have been a part of the show since the debut, since the very beginning. Uh, With Kavanaugh moving into a recurring character role in season seven, but Valdez remaining a uh, main player, a key cast member for all seven seasons so far. So uh, very sad to see those two go. Um, I believe Kavanaugh was actually supposed to make season six his final season. But due to the uh, pandemic shutdown and things, they uh, extended his stay on the show to wrap up um any storylines at the start of season seven so uh his exit was already predetermined. uh but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where the show goes um without both of them me personally i was kind of getting the whole multiple wells thing was kind of you know getting dried up it was kind of getting old you know every season it'd be some kind of new harrison wells from another earth with some different kind of personality quirk so it got all kind of quick so d- yeah i'm at least at least that's kind of going to be coming to end. especially if that's like the like the only reason he was kept around was just to play some kind of new kirky 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 what quirky <laughs> version of himself uh and then uh carlos valdez uh cisco i'm not gonna lie cisco was becoming a <laughs> a very tiring character for me he was he he was just uh, he, he. I just I just started to not find enjoyment in his character anymore. All the very all the very dramatic stuff that was going on with this character, uh, especially a character like that who's always like this comedic relief character, and all of a sudden you try to give him more serious stuff, and then especially for shows like that where they like it's a very watered down drama that, that they put him through so that's just me personally but yeah of course those exits are following the exit of actor hartley sawyer who played uh ralph dipney the uh, the elongated man in the series after you know some tweets got him in in some hot water so we got three three cast members leaving team flash so i'm gonna see where the show goes after that for the team So, yes, The Flash currently airs on Tuesdays on The CW. Finally, for our last story, uh, for years, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been one of the most recognizable and in-demand actors in film, but has never really crossed over to TV until now. (laughs) The the former governor will make his series debut in an untitled Netflix spy adventure uh, alongside Monica Barbaro. Uh, The series is going to see a father and daughter learning that they've both been working for the CIA for years and didn't know that the other one worked there and learning that their relationship has kind of been a lie and they they don't they don't really know each other. So, yeah, the series is created by uh, Nick Santora, who's known for uh, the Jack Reacher and the Fugitive series, but the series currently has no release date. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to make a a a series debut on netflix so very very exciting uh it seems like the the big thing about that was um i believe the nick santora works for um crud with the sundance and uh arnold has a very close relationship with sundance because they did the uh the uh last two terminator films Uh, dark fate in genesis or genesis however you want to want to pronounce that so yeah arnold schwarzenegger is gonna be on a tv show very very exciting news but yes that's it for this edition of news drop like i said a very very brief one uh not not too much going on in the world of our big three right now but as you can see it doesn't mean there there's nothing going on some very very slow, methodical things going on, like I said, as life seems to be returning to some sense of normalcy here. But yes, that's another edition of News Drop Done and in the books. Of course, as always, thank you all for listening, taking the time out of your busy, busy days to listen to me talk about these things. Um, Please feel free, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave a review and let me know what you think. Uh, remember to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you can always be alerted when the new episode comes out. So that does it for a News Drop. i uh, got a couple more episodes coming in the future, so be on the lookout for those. But of course, always, people, always remember to keep watching, keep playing, and stay awesome. All right, see you guys. I'm out of here.